Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. I'm working at- An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, hello, everyone. I'm Karen Cataline sitting in for Chuck and Julie today. Uh, They are on vacation this week, as you know, but uh, I hope I can do the hour justice and I welcome everybody who's here. Uh, We have some breaking news and some things to talk about. We're going to have some great guests. Um, First off, uh, I just want to, let's see, give you an idea of what we're going to be talking about. So the breaking news that is I'm right off the bat, and I think it's really important for uh, Coloradans and people from Denver and all around Colorado to know that today was the day it was announced. And the first people to announce it was Chuck and Julie at their newspaper, um, the Glendale Cherry Creek Chronicle that Peter Boyles is calling it a career. Um, he announced it not only on the um, in the Glendale Cherry Creek Chronicle, which ha- was put out today, and you can go there to Chuck and Julie's newspaper and read his article about it. And uh, he also announced it on the radio this morning. So. Peter Boyles is like the last of the, I should say, dinosaurs. There's my dog going grumping along outside. Uh, Peter Boyles is the last of the great talk show titans in Colorado. Not a dinosaur, a talk show titan. And he always inspires opinions, good, bad, and ugly. That's for sure. And that's been his job. So I thought among the things we do today is allow people, give people a chance to call in and talk about what they think about that. Many people had predicted that uh, Peter Boyles would pack it in long before he did. He's almost 79 years old. He had a little bit of an incident, I guess it was a week and a half ago, and it seemed to have told him that today or now is the time for him to step back from his five-day-week on-air duties. Before we get to that, though, I have a couple of remarks that I want to make just in general, because I have the opportunity and the honor to sit in for Chuck and Julie. And so I thought it was incumbent upon me to give you a couple of thoughts that I might have. And then we're going to open up the lines. We have a couple of people who are either going to call in or be going to be guests. So we'll have time for them and your phone calls. First of all, I subscribe to a lot of newsletters, and one of them is Sidney Powell's Defending the Republic. And she just put out something uh, recently. And and everybody who has spoken the truth and who is a force to be reckoned with has been maligned and uh, demeaned and everything else. You can't have a different point of view today. Just part of what I want to talk about briefly. Sydney Powell said in her last new letter, and I, newsletter, and I do recommend it because she puts out good news on Good News Friday. I use that for my show prep. 
Um, it's called defendingtherepublic.org. And this newsletter said, remain skeptical. I'm just going to tell you what she said. She said, remain skeptical is the best advice we can give now. No matter what the topic, do not believe most of what you hear and read. Which leads me to something I've been ranting about often on my shows, spouting off. And it's all about propaganda. I put out a meme recently, only lies are afraid of dissent. The truth never is. And if you can't think it, if you can't say it, if you can't question it, it's probably propaganda. And that's what we're dealing with today. You don't need to be a rocket scientist to recognize that if all of a sudden the media puts its power and its enormous social pressure onto everyone that how dare they disagree with the war in Russia? How dare they disagree with COVID, with vaccines, with masks? You're killing people if you disagree. This is pure propaganda. And it's they don't do it for everything. They only do it for the lies that they're trying to put forth. So that's how you know to be put on alert. That doesn't mean there aren't threads of truth to what they say, but to believe the kind of full-scale narrative campaigns that this media and the left is putting out is, is just folly. And it's always the same characters. It's always the same people putting on their masks in public, taking them off in private, telling you that you have to live by certain rules they don't live by. Um, and they all march in goose step together. So, um, I think I'll leave it there with one exception. This is just a quote, okay? It's a quote. It's a quote from my latest piece that I put out, No, Yogi, It Still Ain't Over. And that's because COVID is coming back again. The latest variant is coming back again. Whether they do lockdowns or not, they tell you what they're going to do. And no matter how much damage and devastation they cause, they ignore all that and do it anyway, which could leave a person to believe that maybe they have it in for us. I don't know. Maybe. I'm just saying. But the the line from my article that I hope that you will, I don't know, take with you or read, uh, shameless plug, you can read it at my website, karencataline.com. I put out at least an article a week. Sometimes I wonder if I'm repeating myself, but that's because we're watching the pattern over and over again. But this is the line from that article that I thought was most important. The saddest and most successful of their outcomes, and I'm talking about when I say they, I mean the deep state, the establishment, the hard left, the people that are trying to institute Marxism, not only in America, but across the world, that's not a very big deal, is it? The saddest and most successful of their outcomes is the way they have made life cheaper than ever and have made that socially acceptable. 
I could do two hours on that, but I'm not going to. What I want to do, what I want to do is bring on my dear friend. I've known her, my goodness. Please um, unmute yourself. Um, when we first started as friends way back during the Clinton era, she was and has been a relentless pro-life activist. And our friendship lived long enough for me to finally get on board as a pro-life person for the simple reason is there really is a slippery slope. And I just talked about it. The cheapening of life, the cheapening, if you can cheapen life in the womb, and that's a whole other story, you can cheapen life in the nursing home, you can cheapen life with euthanasia, whether people want it or not. And we're seeing it right now, right here. Nobody more passionate about this issue and who attended the hearings on abortion last week in Denver, my friend, Leslie Hanks. Welcome, Leslie, to the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, hi, Karen. Thank you so much. What an honor. Ah, it's an honor to have you on. Why don't you go ahead and give us a little primer on what you experienced? You actually testified last week at the hearings. And if people weren't there and they don't know much about it, give us give us an idea of what you heard and saw and said. Well, yes, you, you mentioned that uh, life is becoming cheaper uh, all the time. And of course, Colorado has been at the forefront of that actually since 1967 when Dick Lamb was a state representative and carried the first liberalized abortion law in the country. And we continue to be a state that really doesn't value human life. Uh, and now we've got a bill called uh, House Bill 1279, and it is trying to codify Roe. I've heard people say during the uh, testimony in both houses that it's the most radical uh, abortion bill in the country that's ever been run. It, it really makes the most insane, arrogant claim that um, children in the womb have, uh, they say, a fertilized egg embryo or fetus does not have independent or derivative rights under the laws of this state. So they're basically saying any child in the womb uh, will have zero rights up until the moment of birth. And the bill also actually talks about postnatal. So um, even though the proponents deny that it could have an impact on babies once they're born, um, people are questioning whether that language is uh, ambiguous enough that that could still be uh, allowing for, um, you know, either allowing a child to die after it's born or like other states like Maryland is trying to propose that it would be okay to leave the baby to die for a month or even kill it after birth. So we're moving in a terrible direction. And I'm so sad that Colorado is at the forefront once again. Um, Leslie, a lot of people believe in this kind of a law is being run in the federal on the federal level with the monopoly of leftist power in Washington, D.C., a lot of people believe that uh, Roe v. Wade might be overturned, although I don't have a lot of faith in the current Supreme Court, let alone, let alone the one that could be coming around the corner. Uh, do you think that's the reason that's being done in Colorado? Well, definitely the monopoly of power is in Colorado as well. All three yes. branches are controlled by the Democrats. And so um, 
you know, there's a lot of noise about whether Roe would uh, be overturned by the Supreme Court uh, with the Dobbs case, which we may know by June. Uh, I would be shocked, as you say, you would be as well. But um, that you know, they're they're saying that they're so terrified they won't be able to kill their children anymore. But um, this this uh, control of all three branches, there were so many people that uh, testified well into like two and three in the morning. There were probably only forty proponents for the measure, and and uh, of course they were allowed to go first. And then there were hundreds of opponents. But it doesn't matter what they hear how much truth is preached, uh, how much scientific truth is revealed, they have the votes to pass it, and they could care less what's talked about. Um, for an example, I uh, had the opportunity to, test, to testify, as you mentioned, and I um, brought a, a LifeSite news article uh, talking about the fact that um, there's just horrifying things going on that people aren't aware of, but uh, Dr. Fauci's gain-of-function research was used, was um, c- conducted with uh, babies born alive during the second trimester and scalped, and they took the scalps and attached them to rodents. This is called humanizing mice, and that's for gain-of-function research that was used in um, vaccines and uh, virus production. So this is a crime against humanity, which is something I questioned the committee about. How can we be legalizing crimes against humanity and human trafficking of baby body parts? And nobody has an answer. No one cares. No one seems to have. Yeah, and they have such a benign uh, name for a gain of function. That's not what it is. It's looking for viruses that kill people and actually creating them um uh it's it's uh stunning it's all kind of orwellian double speak um we don't have a lot of time and i'm just so glad that you were out there and you could report this to us we're going to shift gears a little bit i'm looking at the um comments and noticing a lot of people have opinions about sydney powell i do too by the way just because i get her newsletter doesn't mean i don't agree with you Everybody's wondering whatever happened to the Kraken. Uh, and so just as she herself said, remain skeptical. If there's anything you're not allowed to question, including people on our side, be even more skeptical. Um, I know that you're a big listener or were to KNUS. And I want to, before we uh, open up the lines for other people, if they care to comment, what you thought of the news today about Peter Boyle's hanging it up and uh, retiring. Uh, What do you think about that? Well, I can't say I'm too surprised just having uh, heard that he had, uh, you know, a little bit of an episode about a week or so ago. My husband and I, we pretty are are pretty certain that we've been listening to Peter Boyle's for about 40 years. So um, he he definitely will be big shoes to fill. Uh, and I know it's it's got to be difficult for him, but you know he has a grandson that he has a really tight relationship with, and I think he doesn't want to stress himself anymore. I think he just really wants to do, spend more time with family. We always laugh about that, but yeah. you know when you're 79 years old, there he has a a real reason to uh, to really think about what's most important to him, and and his family really should be and is. It sounds like so. Um, you know, many people will hate to see him go. I frankly have been frustrated by his uh, 
his shows in the last year where he talks about the big lie and uh, the uh, election fraud couldn't have been possible or isn't possible. And uh, I think you and I have talked about the fact that we don't necessarily agree with his perspective. So um, I've been a frustrated listener for the last year. But like I said, we've been listening to him for an awful long time. And we're sorry to see him leave. Yeah, well, he has been an institution. He's been a big fish in a very little pond uh, with Mike Rosen now retired and doing fill-in work and Peter Boyles finally retiring. Nobody thought he'd ever retire. Um, it's, uh, it's definitely the end of an era and nobody lasts forever. Uh, I think that when I listened to Peter Boyles, I was stunned how good he was at riling you up, no matter what you thought about an issue. He knew how to do it. He knew how to make the phones ring. And he surely did that. I think in recent years, um, he got a lot of flack for his positions. I did not listen to him after a period of time, like a lot of people did uh, not. And, uh, And I can only surmise why he took some of the positions he did uh, towards the end. Um, I have certainly seen other people take a more establishment point of view, and I never thought Peter would do it. Uh, But do you have any final thoughts for us, um, Leslie? And maybe you want to stay on and, and certainly stay on and listen as we open up the phone lines so that if you have any questions or thoughts, I'm going to read a couple comments, but I'll give you the last word on that, and then we'll open up the phones until about 3.30. And if there's lots more comments, we'll open up a, open up comments, not phones, but comments again at 3.45, because I think it's a big deal. And, uh, and Chuck and Julie are the ones who um, broke the news, really. And uh, if you're a Coloradan, you have an opinion usually about that. If you love talk radio, as most of the people that are online right now do. So go right ahead if you have any thoughts. Well, I'd love to stay on uh, enjoying this quite a bit. And I love Chuck and Julie. But I guess my final thought would be to tell people that have a concern for preborn girls and boys in their mother's womb to please call their senators, their state senators, and let them know that this is an abomination. And it's the height of arrogance to claim that children in the womb have no rights until they're born. And, you know, the Declaration of Independence says that we're all endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, inalienable means that no one can take those rights away, and government has no authority to say that your God-given rights are out the window. Well said. And one has to wonder, Leslie, I do, certainly, uh, because I always was, quote, pro-choice on the basis that I didn't want the government, on a libertarian basis. I didn't want the government deciding for other people uh, what they should do uh, with a pregnancy and to force them to carry a pregnancy to term. But that has turned into a reliable, I think you'll agree with me, cult of death that the left always engages in. It seems like the only lives the left ever stands up for are the lives of criminals, (laughs) rapists, robbers, murderers. And if if you're a law-abiding citizen, if you're a baby, if you're innocent, uh, they don't, or if you're an elderly person, 
it seems like they always err on the side of death. And one has to wonder what's behind all of that. Yes, it's tragic. And, you know, there's another quote, if I've got one more minute to squeeze it in. Uh, The care of human life and happiness and not their destruction is the chief and only legitimate object of good government, said Thomas Jefferson. So Hmm. that sort of addresses your, uh, you know, summing up your previously pro-choice position that it does, it's not the government's purview. It's actually, that is the purview of the government. If they protect human life, and get off of everything else that they're doing to take our rights away, things might be a little bit better. And, you know, because you and I love having these discussions, I'll play, it's not the devil's advocate, but, you know, if you have bad intentions, if you're a person who really is disingenuous, deceitful, and has another agenda, and we found way too many people that fit that description, You could impose tyranny on the basis that we're trying to protect you, as in there's a virus. Never mind, it's 99.86% non-lethal, but we have to take away your business. We have to take away your rights. We have to tell you which way to walk in a Walmart. We have to tell you whether to wear a rag on your face. We have to (laughs) dictate to you churches and synagogues have much more dangerous viruses than liquor stores and uh i mean and abortion it, clinics and <laughs> abortion, the abortion clinics open of course so, you know as as the person who you and i <laughs> met over if you could say i always credit bill clinton with my becoming a political activist it depends on what the meaning of is is if you have negative intentions If you do not understand that you are not God and you don't get to tell other people how to live and what to believe and dictate to them, then you'll err on the side of life truly. If your true intention is to grab for power and force other people to live the way you want, then you're going to claim that you're taking away their rights for their own good. So True enough, true enough. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much, Leslie Hanks. I just love having you on. We have about seven minutes and then we're going to take. uh, So anybody who has comments either on Sidney Powell or on uh, Peter Boyles or anything we've talked about, it's open season here on the Chuck and Julie show, especially since we like to model free expression in the First Amendment since the left hates it. Anyone? Okay, we'll just go ahead and unmute yourself whenever you wish. And I'll read a few of these comments because Julie does a great job of that. I'm still waiting. LG, I don't know who that is, but I'm still waiting for Sydney Powell to release the Kraken that she said she would. Until then, she has no relevance. Someone else wrote, poor granny, the last two years. Boy, ever. Is that ever something Um, that just that just I'll never, ever get over that, that they forced people to put masks on their face or coerced and bullied people, telling them they would kill grandma. And then what did they do? They went and killed grandma. And and nobody has still been held accountable for that, whether it was accidental or on purpose. You can decide when you. 
when you've got a a a ship on the coast of the Hudson River, and I used to live five minutes from the Lincoln Tunnel in New York City, and nobody's using it, but they show, but they send COVID positive patients into the most vulnerable population and thousands die and nobody is held accountable. It's astonishing. Yes, life has become cheap. They want people to think our lives are cheap. The lives of elderly are cheap. I interviewed somebody who lost a daughter who was a Down syndrome patient in a hospital because they forced tranquilizers on this on this person, 20 years old. I refer you to my website. Her name is Grace. Please go there and listen to that show. Breaks your heart. Uh, the doctor in this story, and I can't tell you the whole story, The doctor in that story claimed that there was a DNR order on that patient uh, because they gave her an overdose of tranquilizers. There was no DNR. The family was a Christian family. And in the notes, the doctor mentioned numerous times that the family (laughs) were Christians and that they refused remdesivir. And what happened? Oh, she's DNR. She's DNR. We can't resuscitate resuscitate her. Um, That family begged for their daughter's life, and that daughter was left to die. This can't happen in America. It just can't happen. And yet it is happening. Let's move on. Cindy Powell's being sued. The Kraken may be part of discovery and therefore is sealed under either she is dismissed from the case or when the case is decided. Jacob, if you want to come on real quickly before we get our next guest and explain that, I'd love to hear that, what you're, what you're thinking there. Peter is an old-fashioned union-based Democrat, that's for sure. He's a great talk show host, but if you trash FDR, he comes unglued. <laughs> yeah, or if you say anything good about George Bush, and I don't have anything good to say about George Bush at all. Um, But it's also interesting, before I left Colorado, that he said George Bush was the worst president in the history of America, and I think worse than Barack Obama. He didn't want to go there. It's clear he did not want to go there because he didn't want to be called a racist. If you cannot criticize someone because of the color of your skin, their skin, maybe you're the racist. I don't know. Just saying. No, if Sidney Powell makes discovery public, then the plaintiffs can say she's tainting the jury before the jury is picked. Then why all the fuss over granny? I don't know what that means exactly, Dr. Donna. Do you want to come on and just uh, take a couple minutes to explain that? I guess not. Hey, you're allowed not to come on. It is okay. But I love the regulars. They're great. Um, Hi, Karen. Can you hear me? I surely am. Who's this? This is Charlene. Charlene. Ah, another <laughs> yeah, well, great friend. Yeah, I'm sorry to say I missed the first part of the show, but I just wanted to make a general comment, um, and it is regarding that 
transgender winning the swim meet. And there's a meme going around Facebook that says when the state can get you to believe what you know is not true through Mm. your senses and through your experiences, then they have won. And more or less we're believing uh, a lot of people are believing a woman has um, a man has won the woman's swim meet. So that goes against everything in our senses Everything, you know, our morality, everything, life teaches it. And so, you know, five, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I'm thinking that uh, pertains to the whole situation in Ukraine. I listened to a group called the Duran Report and they're European and they have the, uh, the Gonzalez guy on their show a lot. He's he's making the rounds with people who are truth seekers and they are trying to convince Americans, for some reason, I think it's a regime regime change in Russia that Ukraine is winning the war, but but they're not. And and what's actually happening is they're encouraging civilians to take, you know, bullets for the cabal. And to me, that is that is where truth has escaped us completely because we're not hearing it. We're not hearing that. We're not getting that on the main media. And, you know, we didn't hear the truth about Syria and Afghanistan until we saw our troops leaving. And then it was like shock. It was like, oh, we lost the war. We did. We thought we were winning the war. And it's easy to put out propaganda about a war. Just watch Wag the Dog. And do you think, Charlene, it's possible Do you think it's possible that I'm not saying Putin's a good guy? I don't know. It's a war, a half a world away. Right. But is it possible that Putin is not going along with the deep state and the great reset? (laughs) And that's why they're giving him the Donald Trump treatment. There you go. There you go. And, you know, the people calling for it, too. Exactly. And, and, you know, when you just look at the usual suspects, you have to believe that is probably the case. And then hmm. all the 24-7 propaganda where you can't turn on the TV without being forced to believe that, you know, we need to march over there and sign up. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and so and anyway. sacrifice our economy, <clears throat> all that. Right. They want to take Putin out. They want Russia's not a big threat to us. Is it? Well, they kicked the cabal out. They kicked the Clintons and the Obamas and all of them out back in Mm -hmm. uh, when Putin took over. And they want back in because Russia has a lot of resources. But, you know, I I appreciate the post you made on Facebook this morning where I don't know who wrote the article, but it was like we have had these hard times before. We've had plagues. We've had wars. We've had pestilence, you know, since the beginning of time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this too shall pass. And, you know, it. It, it, you know, it just reminds me that we're resilient and it, we have to take one day at a time and stay positive and speak the truth. And that is what you do, Karen, better than anybody. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And I hope you'll stick around. I want to make time for our guest, but um, please right. stick around and we'll we'll leave some time because I'm sure. I'm signing off. Okay. Okay. I'm sure you might have some thoughts about Peter Boyles, possibly. <laughs> I didn't hear about I didn't hear about it. Peter Boyles has retired. Woo! Yes. He needs some rest and relaxation. Uh, yes, we'll get to that in a minute. He had a <laughs> small stroke 
Okay. Uh, a mini stroke about a week and a half ago. And that seems to have been the impetus for him to say, you know what? I love this work, but not well enough to stress myself out. Right. Level. Okay. So, hey, he's almost Happy retirement. He's a, almost what, 79 years old. Do we have a, so thank you so much, Charlene. And we'll try thank to save some time for more questions. And by the way, Charlene, I love you, you bringing up something that I think about all the time is how do good people who at least want to do good, they may not always do good, but how do people who are trying to do good look and watch all the, all the deception, all the ugliness, all the evil and poison and, and disingenuousness and lies and propaganda? How do you watch all that day after day and not just get despondent? So I think I did post something about that. I think it was C.S. Lewis, actually, right, uh, right. which was really good. Do Hang on a minute. Do we have our guest, uh, Donna? Not Dr. Donna, but <laughs> Donna Jenkins, I believe. I am on. Yay, 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 yay. <laughs> okay, so everybody stick around because not only is this really great, but I want to leave a little time, like I said, <clears throat> it, it, just in case, we'll let people kind of chime in. That's the great thing about Chuck and Julie and their show. It's like a big living room where everybody just, you just play it by ear. <laughs> um, Donna Tompkins is with us and I tracked her down. I was so glad to find her. She was among the people that were uh, featured in an article in, of all places, the Colorado Sun hardly a liberal public, I mean, hardly a conservative <laughs> publication. And um, it was an article called Fed Up Conservative Moms Are Winning in Colorado and They Don't Plan to Stop. Who's with us right now is Donna Tompkins, who started a group. And not only did she start a group, and we're going to find out all of her, some of her successes, but she's helping other people start groups. And that's just how it's done. So welcome, Donna Tompkins, to the Chuck and Julie Show. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. Great. So tell us what made you decide to start this group. And do give us, because Chuck asked me when I was teasing this show, he asked me a little bit about the kind of things that you have been successful doing. And so just, you know, boast a little about what you've been doing in Colorado and how you've been able to make a difference. I'd be happy to. Um, our group has been together about a year, and it all started when I just saw what was happening in Denver. And I think just something clicked in me. I saw the violence during the riots, and I just saw all the negativity and the change actually in Colorado since we moved here in 2002. And I just decided that I could no longer sit by and thankfully, somebody invited me onto a Facebook page that was Conservative Women of Colorado. And I saw literally hundreds of women putting their names on that Facebook page. And then people would list like, I'm in Denver, I'm in Littleton, I'm all around the city. And I looked and I see all of these women, some of whom I could have walked to their house. And I didn't know we were all like-minded. So I literally grabbed their names, I private messaged them, and I said, I'm kind of done, and I'm ready to stand up. 
do you want to stand up with me? And I said, if you don't want to, you never have to answer me. But if you do, let me know. And I had 30 girls sign up immediately. Um, Our first meeting, and we do meet at my home most of the time, uh, I had 20 girls. We spent four hours together just really literally hugging and bonding over the fact that we could be out of our homes and we could be connecting with like-minded women. And we shared our stories about what all the lockdowns had been like for us and our families. And we just immediately had a group. It was an amazing thing. Um, We are now, we just hit our one-year anniversary this month. And we are over 300 ladies at this point. And I get calls every single day from Uh gals. And I, you know, I still hear the same thing. Oh my gosh, this is like an answer to prayer. I didn't know there were groups like that near me. And I'm like, yep, you found us. Uh Um, And so we really have three goals with our ladies. One is just to support one another um, in this crazy time that we're in and realize that we're not alone. Uh, Number two is to educate ourselves on issues that we probably thought we didn't need to know much about before because we trusted our teachers, our school boards. Now we realize uh, we can't necessarily do that. So we have to be educated as we speak up. And third and most important is we need to be ready to mobilize when there's a place that we can make an impact and we need to be very intentional about that. Um, last year, the Douglas County School Board was the big issue. So we rallied around that. Um, a great number of my gals were involved in speaking at school board meetings, calling in for school board meetings, canvassing neighborhoods, and standing on corners with our candidate signs. And we were able to flip our school board. That was huge. Is huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very exciting. Um, And you know, the fight isn't over. You know, a lot of people don't like the fact that we have a new kind of conservative school board, but they are moving ahead. And we are just super hopeful of the positive changes that are going to come. And then this year, we decided, I have a steering committee, we decided because it's an election year, We really needed to be uh, very intentional about understanding things like what is a caucus? Where do we show up? What do you do at the caucus? And I am thrilled because in my group, 60 positions in our county were filled by girls. 60. 60. Mm -hmm. That's how it's done. You're doing it the way it is done. Yep. Yep. And a lot of them are going to state. And uh, now we're kind of Within the group, we're kind of forming subgroups of mm-hmm. people that are really interested, just you know, more so in the school board um, stuff that's going on or the elections. Uh, we're going to be doing a bunch of exciting things this year, but um, we're and we're a fun group. Like we have T-shirts, we have car decals. <laughs> we try to make it really fun to be a part of our group, and we say that we're social around a mission. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and I think it resonates with ladies because they keep coming. So um, what are some of the things you, you mentioned that you have a lot of fun things planned? Uh, uh-huh. Maybe some of that is under wraps, but what can you tell us about the issues that you're going to uh, tackle coming up? Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, we have things like this summer, we have a private tour of the Capitol with Mark Baisley. They're going to put on a little evening event just for our girls. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we actually have happy hours and we invite the spouses to come along too. So the men can know who their wives are hanging out with all the time. Um, and then we're going to host some forums of our own. We hope to have a governor's forum in June. Um, and what we've decided, um, rather than really, because there's a lot of opportunities right now around the state to see Senate candidates or to see governor candidates or to see sheriff candidates. And I encourage my ladies to go to all of those things. And then as the elections get closer, if we feel like we haven't heard enough, we'll actually sponsor our own, um, and invite the community to come into those as well. Great. What advice can you give, Donna, to anybody listening about starting their own group and becoming more active? Because when this COVID nightmare, I call it the jump the shark moment, Mm -hmm. happened, um, we kept saying there are more of us than there are of them, but still people were bewildered. How do you organize? Remember, Our previous president was a community organizer and people laughed at that. Nobody's laughing about that anymore Mm because that's how business gets done in politics, community organizing, and you're doing it. So what would you tell people? I love that question because it's really easy. It's a lot of work, but it's really easy. I remember when I wanted to start this, I thought, what do I do? And I thought, what do I already know how to do? Well, the one thing I know how to do is to invite people to my home and I know how to make coffee and I I love to make snacks and feed people. And it's funny, we've helped to launch uh, now two groups and I'm talking to a bunch of other ladies as well. But I told them, I think what I think the, the sort of the secret sauce in what we did was before we started pushing out information to people about what they could do. We Mm -hmm. brought them together and we had coffee Mm -hmm. and we talked about our stories and we bonded first that way Mm -hmm. before we started delving into any issues. And really in the last year, um, you know, eventually I brought on a steering committee and we have different committees for things. We would sort of hammer out, okay, what is coming up on the horizon? So what do we feel like we need our ladies to know and understand Again, so that we can make an impact. So it really, um, yeah, I just met with another uh, group in the next county over. Uh, Last month, we helped launch a group up in Loveland, Colorado, and they are killing it already. They are doing awesome in a month and a half. I can't even believe it. Um, But I always tell girls, don't make it harder than it is. Just um, invite the people that you know, give them a chance to bond And then we do this all in, um, it's a private group. So you can't just come to our group. You have to either come with a member or you have to call me personally so I can vet people. Um, And just through people inviting people because it was such a welcoming group to come to, that's how we've gotten to over 300 people. You know what, Donna? Um, Unlike what the left tells you that, not only is there no difference between men and women, but men can uh, compete in women's swimming competitions and mm-hmm. beat them. Uh, women and men at, are activists differently. And mm-hmm. 
basically you tapped into it when you said the secret sauce. Women, uh, I think, need to hear each other's stories. Men Mm -hmm. just want to know often, this is a stereotype, want to know what can I do, (laughs) right? Yeah, I think you're right. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I love the differences of men and women. And not that there aren't a lot of overlaps, but what you've done is tapped into the fact that these assaults on people's families, on people's livelihoods, on people's lives, on people's values have real life consequences and people need to have groups around which this is the social worker and me uh, speaking around which they can get support. And that seems to be part of what you've done so successfully. So, wow. Yeah. Yay. You, <laughs> yay, you, yeah. Um, you know, it's community is what it is. And I tell the yeah. girls all the time, we're not just, we're not just an informational, you know, um, event to go to. We are building yeah. a community of like-minded families and it feels so good to people just to be able to speak their truth, not be canceled. And really I say to the girls all the time, you know, if somebody asks you, if they see you with your t-shirt on, we have business cards too, we hand, we hand out. Um, if they see your shirt and they say, what are you doing? Keep it simple. Cause it is simple. Just say, we are a group of women who love our country. We love our families and we love God. And we're trying to do positive things to make our communities better. And that's what we're trying to do. Donna, those things are so bad, evil, and terrible. How dare you? <laughs> Those are no. awful things. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, sure that that, you know, some people say, I want to get your opinion on this. Some people say that the, quote, best thing that could have happened, and I think it's horrific, it was to two things. One was the the backfire that happened when they kept people people's kids at home and they inadvertently got to see what they were being taught like mm-hmm. critical race theory but the other is when they went to their school board meetings and they were irate about it they were called domestic terrorists mm-hmm. now that doesn't uh, it, it it doesn't do a good job of making you think that your concerns aren't real and uh, even more dire than you thought. How mm-hmm. many people brought that up as the reason that they decide to join your group? Um, I would say a lot. And it was par- both parents and grandparents because our range of age in our group literally is 17 to 90. And we have every age in between. Uh, So it was grandparents seeing this and parents and people were irate. I mean, I worked for the county for the school district that I'm in for seven years. And last summer, when I actually was able to hear the training they were giving to the teachers on CRT, I could not believe my ears. And I listened to every word of it because I try to be super careful about not passing on information that I don't know to be true. So I made myself listen through the whole thing. It was really hard to get through. And I could not believe how bad it was that our county had paid $37,000 to have these two quote unquote trainers come train our teachers. It was, it was awful. It was awful. One of the worst things you heard. 
verbatim uh, if you remember. Yeah, I do remember. I will, never, I will never forget. One of the comments from one of these trainers was, um, the darker your skin, the harsher your outcomes will be across your lifetime. Wow, and what I thought, a great thing to teach people, right? Uh-huh. That I'm like, oh, my gosh. Based mm-hmm. on the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Luther King meant nothing to mm-hmm. these people, right? Oh, it was, Apparently there was so no much progress. in that. Yep, yeah. there was so much in what they were saying. I thought, okay. oh, yeah. my goodness, this cannot be true. And, you know, thankfully, somebody was able to get that information out there. People heard it with their own ears put enough pressure on our school board that they stopped the training. But I mean, who, you know, who is making these decisions for our schools? People a long way away from uh, where that school board was. And of course, this is the training that doesn't exist, you understand. Exactly. (laughs) Is there nothing wrong with it, but it doesn't exist anyway. That's not propaganda. What I want to do is we have um, really, I don't know, five, six, seven minutes. I don't know exactly. I don't know their clock that well. Is there anybody who really is dying to talk about Peter Boyles here? Uh, Otherwise, I'm going to keep Donna a little bit longer. I mean, that's the way it is. It's a living room. Um, There's some great comments here. uh, or, Or anybody who would like to offer something because I, I want to give Donna a little more time to talk about um, what you would, we're getting thunder and lightning here. It's pretty powerful, but it's oh, not but- snow. <laughs> um, <laughs> just what, what you would tell people to do. And I'm going to try and have you on to one of the shows that I do that are more nationally based, not that I have this massive audience, but enough so that people in other states, the great thing is, is you can franchise this stuff once Mm -hmm. and and talk about this. People are actually calling you and asking you how they can do it in their community. And they may be in Cincinnati or they may be in um, Phoenix, wherever. That's exactly right. Yes, that's exactly right. So I did another radio show. And at the end of it, I had um, shared, we have an email for our group. And I had told the host, you know, if anybody wants to know um, if there is a group like ours in their area, or if they're interested in starting a group, they can email us at that email address. Um, And so I did, I got requests from a couple of different people which helped us launch a group up in Loveland. Like I said, Um, we just started another group in the County over. I think we finally got a leader to start that one yesterday. I'm talking to a girl in Georgia on Wednesday. She wants to start a group there. Um, But what I tell them all is I will give you my, I'm completely transparent. I will give you my whole blueprint of -hmm. what we did because, and not to brag, but to say it's working. It is absolutely working. You know what? Why don't we wrap this up and tell everybody whatever information you're comfortable with so people Mm -hmm. listening right now can connect with you, call you, and then I promise you I will call you and have you on one of the other shows that I do as well. Okay, That would be great. That would be great. We um, We have an email for our group. So our group is called Liberty 
Girls. So it's Liberty Girls CO, as in Colorado, at gmail.com. And if you email me there, you can ask me any questions, whether there's groups near you, how would you start a group? Um, maybe you want to send me somebody's name who wants to start a group. That is really a lot of my heart behind this is I feel like we need these groups everywhere that if we get the right person just to stand up and lead it, I can give them the information. They invite their friends and it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And just like the wonderful Anil Mathais says, politics is local. I never always believed that, but this is where we must make a difference because we have monopolies of power in other places. And yet there are still people standing up uh, proudly and unapologetically and saying, dissent is American. That's what the left used to say, dissent mm-hmm. is American. Now they're saying, if you disagree, you're a terrorist. I mean, yeah. Really. <laughs> Congratulations, Donna Jenkins. I'm so glad I found you. I will be in touch. I hope people will call you and contact you and we'll try to get your information out there. Okay. Say one okay. more time. Liberty girls, CO at gmail.com. Is that right? That is correct. Uh-huh. Okay. Thanks Donna for joining us here on the Chuck and Julie show. Thank you so much. Great. Well, we have only a couple more minutes. I'm not even sure when we're going till uh, Thomas. I think we're going a couple more minutes. Uh, is there anybody that has a comment either about Peter Boyles or anything that we've talked about. Oh, let me make an announcement. On Wednesday and Friday, Mark Griffith will be your host, and he will be filling in for Chuck and Julie. He has a great show planned. He told me about it, and he always is interesting. So um, please do uh, tune in Wednesday and Friday for Mark Griffith filling in for Chuck and Julie. Um, Charlene, did you have anything else to add before we, we wrap it up? Karen, I just want to say if it weren't for unintended consequences, we wouldn't have any consequences at all. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm glad for them. And sure. Great guest, great guest, great show. Thank you. Thank you. You know what they say is that if the left didn't have, uh, if, 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 if they didn't, what is it? Lose their principles. They wouldn't know I'm losing it. I'm mixing it up. <laughs> I'm mixing my metaphors, that's for sure. Get it. We get it. Go ahead, Shirley. Oh, no, I said we understand. (laughs) If they didn't have principles to lose, they wouldn't have any principles at all. There you go. I have been on a mission, I guess, because I don't get a lot of phone calls on the shows that I do. I wish I did. So I especially love the feedback and the call-in feature of, call in talk radio. I mean, most of my shows are, and I just always ask guests and others, what keeps you going? I mean, I get some answers the same, but some I don't. When you have what I call the curse of awareness, when you know what you are watching there, it's, there's nothing new under the sun. God forbid. I hate being alive at a time when, I mean, I'm glad I'm alive, Oh, we have less than 10 seconds. We have to go. All right, then. Well, then, there you have it. Thanks, Chuck and Julie, for allowing me to fill in. Thank you for listening, and thanks to BBS Radio. And tune in Wednesday and Friday for Mark Griffith, signing off.